Good morning. I am excited to be with you again. Um, look, we had a little bit of technical difficulty and we had to reschedule. But nonetheless, I'm here to hopefully utter some wisdom into your life. I'm thoroughly excited about today. Look, I want to first thank everyone who has been praying for us, praying for my sister. My sister was in the hospital. She had valley fever. But thank God she is home. And the prayers of the, right, of the righteous avail of much. And so I just want to thank you, everyone, for your prayers. And you know what? I truly believe in the scripture that when you esteem your brother higher than yourself, then you truly get blessed. And there are times that you have to put others before you put yourself. And when you do that, God is your great reward. And so I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. My sister thanks you. She's doing much better. She's getting her strength back. And God is good. And um, I don't have to tell you, I put in a disclaimer for the music behind me. I found a little trick. And so I'm excited about my new baby, my new puppy. Um, she's not going to interfere with the message today. I believe. And so I'm excited. So I have a, a word for you today. I was going to continue, but God sent me on another path. And so I'm really excited about what he has for you today. And I was in a conversation with someone yesterday and they were talking about church hurt and um, how there are a lot of people who are turned off from church hurt. And, you know, I, I listened and I listen. Sometimes you listen, you listen, you learn a lot. And so I listened to the individual and they were talking about church hurt, not necessarily for themselves, but people in general. Some people stopped going to church because they were hurt. Um, so they don't want to go to church anymore because they were hurt by someone in the church. But I, I want to assure those individuals who have been hurt by someone in the church, you know, hurt people hurt people. And so we go to the church and we expect everyone in the church to be perfect, and they're not. They are people who are looking for salvation. They are people who are looking for hope. They are people who have been distraught. They are people who have been knocked off of their square and looking for a place to get anchored and to get directions in their life. So they're not perfect. And so I ask that when we go to church, don't look for that perfect person because when you walk in the door, guess what? Everything else is just ruined because none of us are perfect. So stop looking at individuals um, in a way that, you know, or they go to church, they've been here for five years, they've been here for 10 years, they must be perfect. No. There's some things I've been in church for over 40 years, and there's some things that I'm still learning. And so please be encouraged and um, make sure that um, you look at people from the eyes of God. You know, when we say in the name of Jesus, we're really saying in the character of Christ. And so when we get saved, our whole dynamics of our life is changing. And so, um, therefore, we're being renewed daily. 
We're learning to think the thoughts of God. We're learning to think those things that are pure and holy and of a good report. And so we just have to be aware of those things and thank God that he gives us love and patience for others because guess what? But for the grace of God, there go us. There go I. I know I'm with the I, the us, and the we's, you know, but that's okay. And so it, today I want to talk to you about, you know, godly relationships. You know, have you ever met someone or, or you heard of someone who said they met someone, oh, and this is my friend? but you just met the person. You don't know what that person is like. You don't know what their character is like. And so friendship is developed over time. You know, relationship is developed over time. You get to know that person, their do's and their don'ts. You get to know what that person has been through. You get to know that um, what their reactions to certain things are because of things that have happened to them in their past. And so we have to have the grace of God. And so when we meet new people, we say, God, let your grace shine through me. Let your patience shine through me. Let your love shine through me. But there are some key things that you need to look for in a relationship. And everyone who comes to church, you know, is, mm, they, you're, they're your friends, but, you know, even Jesus had an inner circle. He had three people that was with him all the time. And then there were times that he got alone by himself with the Heavenly Father. And so that's what we need to do sometimes. We need to get alone by ourselves. We need to have a shut-in. And we need to seek the mind of Christ. And then we have that little inner circle that there are those that you trust, and this has happened over a period of time that you've learned how to trust them. Hello there, Prophet Samuel. Hello there, Apostle Kathy. Thank you for coming on and spending time with me this morning. And so that happens over a period of time. And so don't rush into it because if you do, you might find yourself in a whole lot of trouble. So I want to talk to you today about God relationships and a God relationship is a relationships who you are free to be yourself. You don't have to put on any airs. Isn't that amazing? You know, when you're in a godly relationship, you can be yourself and you don't have to worry about what they're going to think about you. Um, you're free to laugh and act silly and, you know, and make mistakes and they will still accept you for who you are. And sometimes we think that we have to be perfect, you know, in front of others. No, then that's not being yourself. You know, we are wearing masks right now because of the pandemic. But before that, a lot of us were wearing masks when we go to church. You know, we're one way in church and we're another way out in the street. And Lord have mercy, we are another way at home. So we've been wearing masks for a long time and we need to learn how to take off the mask and be free to be who you are in Christ. Be free to walk in righteousness. You know, that's what a godly relationship should be, that you should be free. I know I said it once, but I want to say it again because this is so very important, that you should be free to walk in righteousness. In other words, you won't be pressured into doing something 
um, that you shouldn't do. That if you want to say your, your grace before your meals, if you're out, don't feel pressured not to do it because your friend is not doing it. Nothing, you know, be a, a living example for them to say your, your grace. You'd be very surprised at how many people will greet you afterwards and say, you know, it was so good to see you say your blessing over your food. We don't see that anymore because we have, um, we have closet Christians. You know, they're hiding in a closet. And as I said, they wear a mask in church, they wear a mask out in the street, and they wear a mask at home. And so we have to learn how to take off that mask. And when you have a godly relationship, hear what I'm saying, you are free to be yourself. You're free to walk in righteousness. Now, I like that word righteousness. That means really being in right standing with God. Are you in right standing with God? That means you do what you need to do in his presence. You know, you are in right standing. You're not in the closet with sin, you know, out in the street with sin at home, but in church, you miss goody two-shoe. And I believe that that's why a lot of people have misconceptions and they don't want to go to church because when they go to church and then they see you at home, you, you go home and you talk about the pastor, you talk about the people in the church, and they say, well, wait a minute. If this is what you're doing as a Christian who goes to church, I don't want to have anything to do with you. But we have to be examples um, to those who are on their way to having a relationship with God. We have to be free to, um, to glorify God no matter where you are. No matter what it is that you're doing. I remember one time I was at the movie theater. And just before I got into the movie theater, I heard an announcement that there was a lot of children that were killed in Kenya. I mean, I was so heartbroken. Now, if I was at home, I would have prayed. If I was in church, I would have prayed. And guess what? I was going to pray even though I was in that movie theater. I stood up and it took boldness. It took Holy Ghost boldness. And I stood up in that movie theater, and the movie hadn't started yet, and I asked if I could get everyone's attention. And I said, I don't know if you have heard, it was just announced over the radio that there were hundreds, I'm just throwing out a number, um, that there were hundreds of children that were killed over in Kenya. And I said, if you pray, please pray for the families. Pray for their loved ones. And those who were not killed, that those who were wounded, please pray that they have a quick recovery. So are you being, are you being true to yourself um, wherever you go, no matter what it is that you do? Now I want to talk about um, some wisdom, some wisdom insights about three different types of relationships. My God, um, there are common relationships result in common purpose and common goals. You know, your people that you're with, do you have common goals? Do you have common relationships with them? Where, where are you headed in your life? And is that person headed in the same direction as you? Does that person know more than you do? Does that person have the ability to push you, catapult you into your future? Does that person, my God, help you to get where you need to go, 
or is that person dragging you down and putting doubt into your mind that you can't do it are you able and have the ability to encourage that person to do what they need to do so do you have common goals and do you have common purpose for the, those individuals and then there's cunning relationships my god now these are the ones that you really need to work out um, to watch out for cunning relationships there are individuals who are with you for what they can get I'm going to say that again. There are people who are with you for what they can get. And you are with people for what you can get. Okay? Now, you all need to bring something to the table. But there are some people who are really cunning who want you for your money. Um, they want you for the opportunities that can open up for you, for them. You know, so they... There, uh, it's a cunning relationship. It's, it's birthed out of deceitfulness. It's not birthed out of the pureness of their heart. And you really, really have to be careful about relationships like that. You know, people, you know, you go out to dinner, they always want to pay. You want you to pay. They never want to pay themselves. Well, if if, if they can't pay, you don't always have to go to dinner where you have to pay for a relationship. So let's just go to the park. You know, let's go to the museum and maybe it's not as costly. But don't go with that person because, oh, I know they're going to pay. You know, don't be like that, okay? Ask God to give you wisdom and insight. And then there are relationships that you are truly committed to. Now, as I said, I'm going to repeat it again. There are three different types of relationships um, that you need to be aware of. And you have to question and ask yourself, am I in a relationship with this person um, because we have common goals? You know, okay, yes, you go to church, but do you have common goals? You got people going to church that are living in sin every, all day long. You got people going to church that go out gambling after you got people who go to church and are going to the, to the clubs. Do you have common goals? So everyone in church is not going to be your best friend. That's not to say that you're better than them, but they just now have not arrived to the place where you have common goals um, with each other. So you have to be really careful. And the next one is the cunning relationships born out of hidden agendas. And that's what, see, the enemy, he's sly, he's slick, and he is wicked. He's slick, and he has hidden agendas. It'll slip on you, slip up on you, and you don't even know that it happened to you until after it occurs. My God. And then there's the, those relationships that are committed. Christ was committed to us. So to the point that he gave his only life. God gave his only begotten son that we may have life and life more abundantly. You know what? That is the best definition of a committed relationship. Are you willing to lay your life down for your brother or your sister? Are you willing to esteem your brother and your sister higher than yourself? That is a committed relationship. Are you willing? Are you willing to deny yourself and say, you know, um, I know I want to buy this dress or I know I want to go on this trip, um, but I want to sow this money into this ministry because they have been faithful. They have interceded for me. They have prayed for me. 
there. I, I, and even if it's not for me, I've seen them be committed to others. And so are you willing to lay your life down? Are you willing to obey God, pay your tithes and your, and your offerings into that ministry? Are you willing to feed the hungry? You know, we're in a season where, you know, we talk about Christmas. I haven't heard too many people, you know, talking about Jesus is the reason for the season because he is the reason for this season. And we must not forget that. He is the reason. Now, we know he was not born on December the 25th. You know, and I know he didn't die on what people call Easter Sunday. You know, but I'm happy that he was born. <laughs> I'm happy that he died. I don't care when it was. I'm just happy that those events occur so that I can, so that you can have life and life more abundantly. I'm happy that he stayed in the Garden of Gethsemane and he interceded and he prayed and, and he went to the cross for you and I. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I'm happy. And so um, there are four essentials. You know, before before I go there, let me add this little point. And I hope you're taking notes, you know, about that committed relationship um, has more weight than death. I'm going to say that again. Has more weight and depth. Has more weight and depth, meaning it's solid. You know, it's firm. It's unmovable. You can't shake it. It's going to be there no matter what. It, it, it sounds like Christ to me. That no matter what we do, you know, he's, going to always, he's always been there for us. God has always been there for us. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. You know, last week I talked about, I'm hearing people saying there's light at the end of the tunnel. Now I kind of know what they mean, but I like to, I throw this out again to you that there's light at the beginning of the tunnel. Who said you had to go through the tunnel? Who said you had to go through darkness? You don't have to go through darkness, but if you do know that he said he would never leave you nor forsake you, so he's not at the end of the tunnel. That light of God is right there with you, leading you and guiding you every step of the way, my God. So there's four essential elements of a godly relationship. Write this down because this is so powerful. It's, per it's powerful. You know, the word of God says anything, any two on earth, touching and agreeing, asking the Father in Jesus' name, that what will he do for you? Now, let me say this to you because this is, this is rich. And now most of the people say, well, we're going to touch and agree. I'm going to get this car. Well, it really means if you touch and agree on the word of God, come on. If you touch and agree on the word of God, that the word of God is real, it's true, it's solid, it's your foundation, that will he do for you. Not the fact that you, we're going to touch and agree that you get this card. No, you touch and agree on the word of God and watch the manifestation of the word of God coming to pass. So it is powerful. It is purposeful. And so that's an element. It, what purpose are you in this relationship with this individual for? Is it to just have fun or is it to help you build the kingdom? Is it to help strengthen you as an individual to be kingdom minded? You know, it's profitable. You know, relationships should be profitable. Now, I'm not talking about a cunning relationship. 
a profitable relationship. Everything is laid out on the table. You know, we have to learn how to help each other go to the next level in God. You know, we need to learn how to elevate each other, encourage each other, go to school, get you some education, you know, um, get a job. So, you know, if that individual doesn't know about money management, don't, you know, you need to learn about money management. Go to a money management class with them. Do whatever you need to do help to help them go to the next level. And so the next um, element of a relationship, a godly relationship, come on now, because you do have relationships with people that are not godly. Okay, yes, I did say that. You have relationships with people who are not godly. But I'm talking about godly relationships. They're pleasurable. You want to be around them. You feel happy around them. You know, you, you feel inspired around them. And so you need to have um, peaceful relationships, not be around people where, you know, there's a bunch of cussing and hollering and screaming and people you don't want to be around, people who are not trying to go to the next level. My God, you know, they're not going to profit you anything. And, you, you know, you may not be able to profit them anything. And let me tell you, I, I used to say, you know, women who would talk about their husbands, I didn't want to be around them. Because if you talked about your husband, I didn't want to be around you because I didn't talk about my husband. You know, so why would I want to be around you? Okay? So you got to watch the people that you're around. What are they talking about? What is their inspiration? What are their aspirations? Where are they going? Where are they heading? It's okay to dream. I love to dream. Let me tell you, I can't wait till this pandemic is over with. I'm going to Italy. I'm going to Dubai. I am going wherever God will allow me to go. Because I truly believe that wherever the soles of my feet shall tread, that will God have, that God has already given unto me. So I want to place my footprints. I want to place an impression on the land in Dubai. I want to place an imprint, my footprint in Italy and leave an anointing and, and a grace of God in those particular places. So, you know, he wants you to dream. He wants you to have purpose. He wants you to see what the world is like. God created it. We have a place um, here in Arizona called um, called Sedona. It is a beautiful place. But you know, a lot of people, not all, a lot of people, and I won't even yeah, say Christians, a lot of Christians don't like to go up there because they say, oh, they got a bunch of new age up there. That's where you need to be and let your light shine, release the anointing, okay, and command the truth to take place up in Sedona. And so uh, don't allow the enemy to cause you to draw back, learn how to stand firm on the um, promises of God. Last but not least is maturity. You have to look at the God relationships that you're in. Is it a mature relationship? Are they standing on the promises of God? Are they talking about Mary, Joe, and Jack? What is their conversation like? Let your... Um, Think upon those things that are pure and holy and of a good report. Those are the things that will help you to understand and know if a person is mature or not. You know, watch their conversation. 
watch what they're doing when you're in the privacy, just the two of you. You know, it'll help you to gauge and to monitor um, what their relationship is. So once again, I'll go back to wearing the mask. That is such a powerful statement. You know, we wear masks in church. We wear masks in the street. We wear masks at home. Even some of the people in our own home don't know who we are. My God, that's right. Some of the people in our own homes, they don't know who we are because we put on a mask. We don't allow the real true us to come out. We're hidden in the closet about our true Christianity. I, I've had people that say, does it take all of that? Yeah, well, yeah, for me, it takes all of that. If I need to hear the word 24-7, that's what it takes for me. If I need to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and pray and hear the word, that's what it takes for me. But let your light so shine. Let it shine. Don't hide your light under a bushel. Let it shine. And, and let it shine on individuals, not to the point where you put their light out but enough that you will ignite their light so that their light as well can shine. And so I want to say this to you. Um, you said, well, how do I know if I'm not in a God relationship? You'll know that you're not in a God relationship because you don't serve God the way you used to serve God. You have changed. You Do you still obey God? And do you still hear and listen to his voice and obey him. If he tells you don't go, do you still don't go? Or do you do what your friend wants you to do? And so if your lifestyle is changing while you're in a new relationship with an individual and you're not free to be yourself, you're not free to, um, to walk in righteousness, then you know that something's not right. Are you still in a commitment to God and the things of God? Are they increasing or decreasing in your life? Are you increasing or decreasing in your relationship with God? And if you see those particular changes in your life, my God, in your, in your relationship with God, in a relationship with someone that you... You, you say, you know, I kind of like this person. They're kind of funny, you know, and, and then the more you listen to them, you find out their jokes are not so funny, they're little nasty jokes. You know, we kind of listen to them little nasty jokes sometimes. And so we have to be really careful. And so I, I want to say that one more time, and I'm going to close with this. This has really been good. God relationship, it's not enough for me to talk about the godly relationships, but what you have to do is know how to recognize them when they come into your path. And so the way that you recognize them is has your love for God changed? Do you still obey the voice of God when you hear him? And he said, don't go here, don't go there. Are you still obeying him? Or are you still committed to God in the things of God? Do you see yourself decreasing or increasing in his promises? I love you today, and thank you for listening. I thank you for all those that came and and sowed and, and, and got into the Word and made your comments. You know, I ask that you, you share this. I truly believe that it will be a blessing to those who hear it. God bless you. I love you. I look forward to seeing you next Saturday. In Jesus' name.